Hey y'all, good morning. This is just going to be like a random episode. This is episode three of the Juris v. Judy podcast. Um, yeah, so just, I'm literally on the freeway. I'm sure you just heard that big old giant truck drive by. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to make today's episode to just really talk about the real, right? I don't have like a theme for this episode. I mean, not that any of my episodes are super themed anyways, but I just woke up this morning, got my two littlest ones out the door, over to my parents' house, um, and then I just had to really tell myself, like, girl, slow down and just live in the moment, right? One thing about me is I am a little bit of a control freak, type A, definitely type A, but I try to, you know, say a little bit of a control freak, but no, I am. And a part of that for me, what that looks like for me is kind of over planning or over hypothesizing to me in my mind I'm thinking I'm like being prepared and and, you know being aware of what could happen but in reality it just makes me worry more if that makes sense um if it's like short-term goals like that's fine like that's you know I don't really worry but if it's like you know stuff in the in the long shot or something like that then I just gonna gonna worry about it and so I just had to tell myself to live in the moment why you might ask okay because let me give you a perfect example of where my personality can kind of bite me in the butt sometimes (laughs) so this morning I'm like thinking about this whole process you know getting into law school applying and this and that and I'm like oh my gosh like Yes, it's great that I work full-time in the industry, but if I'm working full-time, like, how am I going to get, a, you know, a 2L summer associateship in big law? And then if I don't, then it's harder to get hired to be gone. And it's like, girl, live in the moment. You ain't even applied yet. How are you already thinking about 2L summer year? That's about three years, four years off. So, like, that's the kind of thing that I'm talking about. So, I just know I had to remind myself today to live in the moment. So I just thought it was important to come on here and also just share that message. Just in case there's any other uh, type A uh, worry warts out there like me. Because I I really was spinning for like 30 minutes. Like I even had like, <laughs> it's so pitiful, y'all. I even had a sheet of paper that had like all my major bills. And I was like, if I quit my job, ties with a by 12 to, to try to bid out. How much money I would have to borrow? Like, yes, I know. It's bad. <laughs> okay, so just a glimpse into how crazy my life could be. Y'all, I recorded the beginning of that last Thursday. And I'm just getting back to the recording. So at the beginning of that recording, I said, oh, you know, it's the morning. No, I just got off work. And it's uh, 5.39 p.m. And I'm stuck on the freeway on the way home to go pick up my two little kids and get them home and fed and bathed into bed so I can study for the outside. Okay? No, just joking. But yes, I mean, literally, I think the, I was, I picked up where I was just like, live in the moment. These past few days, I haven't even felt like I've had one moment. Okay? Not even a half of a moment. But that's the joy and the struggle all in one. Because at the end of the day, I do kind of have to do a lot, but at the same time, I'm so blessed to be able to be in the position to do everything that I do, even if I'm tired as a dog at the end of the day. Like, I have a great job. I work at a great firm. Um, You know, I still have opportunities coming at me from left to right where I kind of have a good problem where I have to turn jobs down. And, you know, so, like, it's just so frustrating sometimes with all the things and all the commitments that I have to do. But at the end of the day, I love my life because... 
I'm a type of person where would I really be operating at such a high level if I didn't have pressure on me? I don't know. Times when I didn't have kids or I was just really young, if I'm basing them on that, then I could say, no, I wouldn't be doing everything I should be doing. But anyway, that's another story, another podcast, another episode. But anyways, y'all. So yes, literally, um, I guess today what I want to talk about is community and the importance of community and the importance of putting yourself out there. <laughs> if you listen to the first half of this episode, you'll be like, girl, how did we get on community when you were just talking about living in the moment? Okay, you know what? Pick the couple days, pick it up the recording. But anyway, community is so important. And what I mean by community, I don't necessarily mean like a ton of people, although that is that is cool, like as far as professional wise. Um, but it, it just it has to be like people of substance or people of value. Kind of going to the professional piece first. I am an outgoing person. I'm gregarious by nature. I get along with any anybody, anyone. So for me, making connections with people comes very easily. Um, but even then, so like when I first got into the legal industry, and I kind of still was on like the um, kind of like not decided on whether I wanted to be an attorney. Like I just kind of networked with the people that were like in my immediate space. Like if I worked with you at the firm, at you know my firm, I talked to you then. Um, it just kind of kept it at that. Like clocked in, did my little 40 hours, went home, saw you next week, did the same thing, repeat. Um, but really when I started to come around the idea and I began to be in the industry long enough, like, yes, definitely like having those credentials and, and doing good work is, is needed. But also the other element of it is who you know, who can vouch for you, who, ha- who has seen your work, who has seen your personality, who has seen your uh, kind of your decorum and your uh, camaraderie and how you interact with people that's also very big and when I really tapped into like the power behind that that's when I was able to match just who I am as a person and my personality to that skill set immediately and that has exponentially paid off for me in in like massive ways massive ways um so I would just you know suggest to people that you know, some people are more introverted or even, you know, the extroverts or the combination of the two. Like, you don't have to be in everybody's face because I don't even recommend that. But when you go into a room, make everybody know that you're in that room. And really understand me and hear me when I say that. I don't mean you got to be the loudest. I don't mean you got to be acting like super just, just stupid in the room so people look at you. No, but come in with that command presence that you're in the room with a purpose and you're in the room to make it happen whatever that it might be that day you're there to get it done and I've just been so fortunate to um, really be able to to recognize that and monopolize on that Um, and then so like for example like me starting my Instagram I just really did it because I'm like there's so many other people out there that I can connect with and kind of in turn, like also share my journey. So why not? I mean, I've talked to so many people that, you know, in different states and, and different processes, whether it's people that's preparing for the LSAT or it's incoming one L's or two L's, or I met a young lady that's super, super, super cool off of LinkedIn. She's about to graduate and she's just completely awesome, has been such a good help. And she's all the way across the whole other side of the United States. And she still, no matter the time change, whenever I hit her up or have questions or want to pick her brain, she still makes it a point to respond. Or even we've even done voice memos or a call. 
Like that's what I'm talking about. And so it's so important to um, build community and forge relationships and reach out to people for mentorship. But even in the situation that you're in, you can also offer that to other people. And so I just really encourage that um, because as we know, <sighs> there are d- things in society that take place that are d- discouraging. I- I'm sure everybody was completely discouraged by the Supreme Court's decision, re-affirmative action, right? Um, but, you know, got to keep it pushing because at the end of the day, yeah, baby, this diversity is, is this um, wonderful chocolatey brown skin tone, but it, that's just one side of it. So where you thought you're stopping, you're not. And so that's what I encourage anybody uh, over anything, even beyond the affirmative action, beyond the Supreme Court, if it's anything that something or somebody is trying to get in, get in front of you, get in your way on one specific or particular thing about yourself, just know you have more things to offer than just one and keep it pushing. Okay? Because the only thing that can stop you, if you let it, is if you don't have a heartbeat. Other than that, if you got a goal, you got a dream, pursue it. Period. But anyways. Intihum. <laughs> yep, yeah, just still studying for this LSAT. Feeling good, feeling good. I told you guys I was going to let you know how um, Kaplan was going. Again, I'm not sponsored by Kaplan. Uh, it would be nice to be, but I, I think I probably have to show out on an LSAT before they would even consider that. So this is whole, like Tabitha Brown, like to say, hold that mule. Um... But yeah, I really like the way that they explain things. I met with um, a couple of my coworkers for coffee the other week. And one thing that one of them said was just like, yeah, I use this company and it's the way that they explain stuff that clicked it to me. And I really resonated with that because that is how it is with the Kaplan material. Um, in addition to Kaplan, I also use LSAT Lab. And LSAT Lab to me is really innovative for the fact that they don't actually have like a book everything with them is like online and but they have like like i was saying in the earlier episode amazing like analytics and with it they break everything down like if it's a logic games right the type of game the type of question like your percentage and and also not only your percentage of right or wrong but the percentage that this kind of question or scenario will show up on the test which is great you know some people okay not a motorcycle just drove by like really um <laughs> some people like start off like studying for the LSAT like a year or even two in advance. And my hat, sometimes wig, is off to them. But baby, that's not me. Okay. I already told y'all how I was gonna take I took the LSAT last year, didn't finish undergrad and fell off a little bit. So for for my purposes, for where I'm at in my life, I need somebody or excuse me, something. <laughs> that's a body. Okay, that's another episode, right? I need something <laughs> that is going to tell me immediately what I need to work on. And so Kaplan matched with the LSAT lab. It's, it's a surefire. It's, it's going great. Um, kind of back to the community. So one of the fellowships, well, I'm only in one fellowship, so I don't know why I keep saying one of them. I'm in another pre-law program, but it's not a fellowship. But anyway, the fellowship that I'm in. I have been talking to uh, my cohort, like the other people in it with me, and they're actually mad cool. Like, you know, when you get in certain things like this, you just, like, don't really know, like, people's vibe. Like, are they going to be, like, you know, super duper, like, I don't even want to say bougie because I'm bougie, <laughs> but I'm still cool with it, okay? 
some people are just like snobby or like to call them snooty booties, like really uptight. Um, and none of them are. They're all really nice, really chill. Um, there is a young lady that's also in it with me, and she's from Portland, which is nice. Um, so yeah, so I'm really excited. And also, again, getting back on the head on that community, like we're in this process together, right? To be to go to law school to be attorneys. So five years, ten years from now, right? When we're all doing great things, we all have passed the bar. We all have been um, probably at that point could be partners, could be mid-level or senior associates. Who knows? We will be able to be each other's connections and referrals from day one from ground zero. And so that to me is something that is very exciting. Um, so yeah, shout out to the 2022 fellows. You know who you are. <laughs> but yeah, so... I'm just trucking forward, trucking forward. Oh, a, a big development is that I finally got my personal statement base done. And when I say it's good, baby, it's good. Okay. It's great. It's fantastic. And when I say by base, I mean like the way that I'm going about it, I'm not writing a new uh, personal statement for each school. I'm going to have the same personal statement, like the same first page for each personal statement for each school. And then the rest will be specific to the school. Like, you know, I want to go to your school because yabba dabba do, you know. But as far as like the beginning part, that's going to be kosher. That's going to be the same for everybody. Um, so, yeah, I was really excited about that. I have um, a few more tweaks to do on like my diversity statement and I have to write a few addendas because uh, baby girl was uh, doing uh, not so good sometimes in school. But that will all work out. So I'm just really excited, you guys. I full-heartedly believe that I will be giving you guys some good news come November, December about an acceptance. I truly believe it, and I cannot wait to um, let you all know. And I, you mark my words right now. When I let you guys know, I'm going to create, whether it's like a Google Drive, something so people can have access to my documents um, to see kind of what my process was, my progression, my transcripts, everything. Because I feel like things have progressed as far as like the realities of you can still do it even if, you know, you're not a, a, a super duper a one performer but it's still like kind of like a stigma right or kind of like a uh only exclusive club of people that get into law school which is kind of true but at the same time like if you have the drive and you have the passion and you know that you can do it like it's only about convincing other people and it's really only a few people that you got to convince and you can do it and so i just want to encourage anybody um, about that and whether that's you want to go to medical school whether you want to go to nursing school whether you want to be in a trade be a police officer be a, I don't even know you can do it because we need more people that can bring more diverse um, points of view period and for everybody and, or anybody or a lot of people excuse me I'm all stuttering over here <laughs> I'm just trying to spit a little bit of game when it comes to diversity because our world just is so polarized and really only sees things in black and white. <laughs> okay, that's another episode. But because our world is like that, people box themselves out of being considered diverse or using special things about them to be diverse. I don't care if you're white. I don't care, you know, if you are considered a person that's not typically or historically a minority. 
you can still write a diversity statement. You can still say that stuff is diverse about you. So that's one big thing. And I'm sorry to go on a tangent, but that's one big thing that I was noticing about kind of like the, um, when people were talking about, you know, oh, the affirmative action and this and that, this and that. I saw some really interesting opinions, or I shouldn't even say opinions, I should say more so truths. <laughs> when I mean truths, I mean truths about how people really feel was coming out. Um, first off, anybody, if you have the gift of gab and the gift of thought, can write a diversity statement or can present themselves as diverse, right? So when it comes to a group of people that historically have been marginalized, being able to state state that on an application, if that's making you that mad, child, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you, sir, ma'am, madam, gentlemen. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. But anyways... That's that was a tangent, but yeah, I just say like take advantage of every opportunity that you have. Like everybody has something to offer, but it's up to you to sell yourself because nobody knows what you have, what you have to offer, what you have to sell better than you. Um. So yeah, one thing I kind of I guess it's like on the Judy and kind of the juror side is that. Oh boy, I have like this opportunity that is freaking amazing, okay? Amazing, but the timing is so bad. The timing is so bad where it's breaking my heart about the opportunity. I can't really speak too much on it, but I just put that out there. That way I can follow up with you guys about it. Um, but I definitely appreciate all the love. Anybody that has been listening to my episodes, I so appreciate you. I'm literally like my my analytics on the numbers of people that have listened. I'm just shocked. I never even thought I would have that many listens, and so I'm just feeling really encouraged. Once I get done with this LSAT, I'm even thinking of doing like a YouTube channel where I like record and have people on. Um, so yeah, so just stay tuned for that. That is going to be really really exciting. Um, if anybody wants to let me know what they're up to, please DM me. If there's something that you want to ask me or whatever, you got a little bit of tea, you got an embarrassing story to tell, please send a DM. I need a laugh during the day, okay? All right, y'all, but I am going to get off of this here podcast and I'm going to pick up my little babe. So you guys have a good day. Bye.